Trevin Brazil has been lost for the season with a torn ACL for Razorback basketball. What does this mean to the Razorback basketball team for the rest of the season? We're going to talk about that as well as get into some Razorback football news of possibly another coach moving on to a different school in the SEC. And with Sam Pittman needing to hire a new defensive coordinator, does it need to be a big name? We're going to talk about it all on today's Locked On Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037thebuzz and 1037thebuzz.com. I wish on this rainy Thursday here in the great state of Arkansas, I could come to you with a fun-filled-like podcast that just had so much good news going on, which... You know, there's been some things that have happened for Arkansas sports that have been good here lately, but there's also been some mystery. There's been some uh, people that have been upset by the way football has gone and, and maybe some moves there. But today, this is a podcast I really, really, really did not want to do. This is one that I really did not want to start with, but it is huge news. Trevin Brazil, the Razorback forward for Eric Musselman, who's been so good this year and has been a highlight reel when it comes to his athleticism and his ability. Came out yesterday that he tore his ACL and his season is over. In San Jose State, if you ended up watching that game, you saw Trevin Brazil go down. Uh, his knees kind of buckled a little bit. He was in a lot of pain. Looked really bad. But then he comes back out onto the bench and is in sweats. And you hear the SEC Network broadcast say, hey, we were told that the injury is not a long-term injury, but they'll have to see what some of the test results come out at. And that's what Eric Musselman said also after the game. But a statement was made officially yesterday that it was not a short-term, it was a long-term where he is now out officially for the team. According to uh, a text message to the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, Eric Musselman said, quote, this is a significant loss for our team. When we built this roster, TV's versatility was a big part of it. He emerged as one of the nation's most unique players. He has an incredible future ahead of him. It will be extremely important for our roster moving forward to have one or two players step up to help impact our team's play. Whew. Now, we'll talk about the bad, and then we'll try to throw it into some silver linings and maybe some reasons to be hopeful. But we'll start with the bad. Folks, this is a devastating deal. I'm extremely devastated by it. I wanted to cry yesterday. I was so bummed. I'm like, why? Why can't Arkansas just not have nice things? Why can't just it, it just work out for them where it th looks like everything's coming together and they have such a great roster and a great team and one of the more important parts of that team goes out with an injury just – get you right here in the gut, and you're like, why can't they just have nice things? Why can't the Razorbacks have nice things? Like he, he was playing mainly off the bench. I get it, but he was averaging 12 points a game, six rebounds, 27 minutes a game. He shot 48% from the field. He was 11 of 29 from three-point land. He had 11 block shots, uh, which uh, was leading the team, and he also had hit 21 of 31 free throws. His freakish athleticism made him extremely difficult to prepare for because he is a guy that can dunk on you. He can drive to the rim. 
And he can also hit threes and step outside and do it that way too. So that was just, mm. he was also listed as the number 18 prospect uh, in the NBA draft, according to uh, 24-7, the sports director of scouting for the NBA. And NF NBA draft.net also listed him as the number 24 prospect. So you're talking about a guy who had NBA stuff just written all over him and like that, the season comes to an end. I'm trying to, I mean, first off, let, let's be honest about this. This sucks for Brazil more than anybody else, more than for me, than for you, for any fans, for the Razorbacks, for Musk, any, this sucks for Brazil because it sucks to see anybody get an injury like this, especially someone like Brazil who had such a great season start and was going to be a part of such a great team here at Arkansas. But it sucks for him because he was probably looking to the NBA. He was looking to going through this year, having a great year, being able to possibly compete for a national championship. It's why he came to Arkansas. He knows that Musk can develop guys and put them in the NBA. This was his chance, and this was his opportunity to showcase that ability and to, after this season, head on to the NBA and get drafted into the league. And it didn't happen. So I just feel really bad for Brazil. He, he was a guy that would just, you know, he just did his job. He trash-talked a little bit. I like that. I liked his confidence and his swagger. Uh, I like the way that he just played. And again, it wasn't perfect all the time. It, it's not like everything was just in his game perfect, but he had so much upside to it. He was just a fun player to watch, and I couldn't wait to see how he developed throughout the season. It just sucks for him that his season got cut short. So first and foremost, it, it's bad for him. But with the Razorbacks, the question now becomes for you or for me or for all of us, people that were expecting this team to possibly compete for a national championship, maybe even get into the final four with the amount of talent that they had. How does this impact you? I mean, what, what is, how does this make you feel? Did you go from having national championship aspirations to now suddenly not so confident feeling like this type of news, this type of injury seals the deal. And this is not going to be a, a basketball season that ends the way you wanted it to. Is it, Something that, well, now they're just only a Sweet 16 team. Like, how does your expectations change after something like this? Well, you can't sit there and say it doesn't change anything at all. <laughs> that's just not, that's not how it works. It does impact it. It does. And we've seen Arkansas deal with injuries under Musselman before, but it was always short term. You know, you think about Isaiah Joe. He was out, but then he came back. You think about Justin Smith. You know, people forget about him. He got injured and dealt with injury, but he came back uh, last year. It's more you know, like Adis Tony. I know was dealing with injury a lot, but he was able to come back. You always found a way to power through, get it toughened up, and make it work. But now that this one is significant enough to where he's out for the year, now it's going to be a question of all right, well, who steps up? Who's going to be the people that get into position? I've heard Jalen Graham get thrown around, which I like Jalen Graham's game, but it's just been such in short minutes. Uh, it, it's hard to really tell if he can be the guy to step up. Maybe he can. Maybe in that role he can. But there's been some good things and some bad things that we've seen from him. Is it going to be one of the other Mitchell twins that ends up jumping in there? Is it going to be more of a Kamani Johnson? you got to have somebody that's big and is able to do some of the things that he can do, but it's not going to be the scoring because I think that's the main thing that you're going to miss from Brazil. It's not just his athleticism, but the dude could score. He could find different ways to score. 
And I don't know if Kamani Johnson or uh, Mikel Mitchell or Jalen Graham, are those guys going to be good enough to make up for that lost scoring? Or is that just going to embolden other players to have to pick up where Brazil left off? Does that mean Anthony Black's going to have to get more involved in the offense? Does that mean Jordan Walsh, who we know how the upside is for him, is he going to be able to get better and step up and possibly fill that role? And, you know, those are the questions. Those are the questions. So, yeah, it's negative. It, it sucks. It's sad. And we hate that it happened. But here's my silver lining to everybody and to myself. Maybe I'm talking more to myself to try to convince myself that this is going to be okay. Here's, here's my silver lining for everything in here. We don't know what's going to happen and transpire. But we do know that this is an extremely talented team that Eric Musselman has put together. Even without Trevin Brazil, this is still a team that is one of the top teams in the SEC. It's still a team that is good enough to get a high seed in the NCAA tournament, and it's a team that's good enough to advance into the NCAA tournament as well. The talent is still there. You still have enough. But what I would hope and like to see going forward with this team, and now that they can't do it without Brazil, I'd like to see Jordan Walsh start to develop and to get better and maybe start having more of an offensive game, hitting some threes, getting to the basket, things like that that Brazil was able to do. I'd like to see a continued defensive development of Mikel Mitchell, who Mikai Mitchell, who's been so good for Arkansas, like sneaky good. He's not going to be a dude that goes for 20 points every game, but defensively, when it, especially with rebounds and block shots and, and all of that, I'd like to see him continue to get better and take on that bigger defensive role. I'd like to see, of course, Nick Smith and his continued enter in the, entering into the offense and being that number one guy that score, like all of those things. Muss is one of, if not the best coach in college basketball right now when it comes to getting the most out of his players and managing a roster. Like there's no one that does it like him. So I have faith in Eric Musselman that he's going to figure this out. He's going to figure it out. Injuries are a part of it, but he has enough pieces there. He has enough coaching ability there. He knows that he has a roster that can be managed and still made to work. He's just got to sit down and figure it out. And I think he will. If this was any other coach, I may not have that faith, but I do in Muss. And that's another reason why Muss is so great in today's college basketball is because, yeah, he has to have the best players. Everybody wants the best players. He can develop them, but he's not a coach that just put, rest his entire laurels on one player where it's like, okay, well, we go as this guy goes. One or two players even. No, you have to be an all-around great player to play for Eric Musselman. And if you're not, he's going to make you that. And if you don't become that, you won't play. So I want to see what Musk can do. I think that there is enough there to be able to make up for what Brazil uh, ended up bringing to you. I think there's enough there to be able to still feel confident that this team can possibly make the Final Four. I think there's enough there. It's just a matter of can they find the consistency? Can they find the right move and the, and the right amount of players to go into that rotation and make it work for the Razorbacks? I think they do. I think they have it. But it's just would have felt a lot better having Brazil being a part of the mix, too. So we'll wait and see. But, hey, thoughts and prayers to Trevin Brazil. He tweeted out just a heart emoji. And, of course, uh, you know, you just hate to see it for that young man and his family. Hopefully 
uh, his surgery and everything goes well and he's able to recover from it and he's able to uh, get back into uh, getting into the mode of NBA and, and chase his NBA dreams. I'm really hoping that that happens. So thoughts and prayers to you, Trevin. Uh, hopefully it all works out for you and hopefully you get better and just know that Razorback Nation is behind you in your recovery and we appreciate everything that you did for Arkansas this season and coming here to Fayetteville. Hopefully we get to see you again really soon. Folks, these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your company. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available, and that's why you need to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. We know that the, during this time of year, it's crazy busy during the holidays. Sometimes you just need seasonal work. Sometimes you need part-timers. Sometimes you need full-timers. You need help, though. You need help with your business. So use LinkedIn.com and check them out to make sure that you're getting the best qualified candidates. There is nothing worse, I can tell you, than having a company where you're trying to make business work, but you have people that aren't all in on your business, that aren't all in on the job. Get you the best people in there and let LinkedIn Jobs help you out with that as well. You can check them out at LinkedIn Jobs or LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege to check out all the jobs that are available, but also be able to find the best qualified candidates to help you find them faster and for free. So again, post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so moving on into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I, this is kind of some news that it's nothing official just yet, at least not at the time of this recording, but it is something to watch for because we do know that coaching stuff is, is changing. We know that uh portal talk is going on. Like it's almost hard to keep up with, but it's great for content here on this podcast and for, uh, for other people too. So uh, this is, this is fun. This is fun to just look at and check out and see how it all goes. And, Yesterday, there was a report that was coming out that South Carolina uh, is a school that's looking for a new offensive coordinator because their offensive coordinator went to Nebraska. And one of them was Kendall Bryles that people were throwing it around. But now it's kind of moved on because it doesn't look like Kendall Bryles is going to do that. Where Arkansas tight end coach Dowell Loggins apparently has risen to the top as far as candidates go for the offensive coordinator vacancy. This is according to 24-7 Sports. And it was a report also by the Big Spur there in South Carolina. So Loggins being the tight end coach and being interested, or at least there would be interest in him being the offense coordinator over there at South Carolina is a very interesting one. Of course, he's been at, with Arkansas the past two years as the tight end coach. He's an Arkansas native. We all know the connections there. And we also know his time that he spent into the NFL as well. So this is interesting for Shane Beamer if he believes that he wants to go that way. And apparently according to reports that Shane Beamer wants to a, run a more simplified pro-style scheme with less personnel groupings. And Loggins apparently is the right guy in that regard. So other coaches that apparently they looked at was Garrett Riley from TCU. That ain't happening. They're not getting him. Or Kendall Browse from Arkansas. That's not happening either. Graham Harrell from West Virginia, which can't forget about him. But anyways, Loggins looks to be into the mix and a possible favorite for it. Now, I'll say this. I like Coach Loggins. I really do. I love the fact that he is a Razorback. 
and a native to Arkansas. I love the fact that he came back to Arkansas. He had a stint in the NFL, which, you know, he did a lot more than me. But as an offensive coordinator in the NFL, his offenses really weren't great, at least statistically. So a lot of people felt like that's why he left the NFL is because he just wasn't going to get another job like that. And then some people even felt like he came to Arkansas to be the tight ends coach because whenever Kendall Bryles would leave, he would step right into the role and become the offensive coordinator here at Arkansas. Well, I don't know if how much of that was true. Maybe that was part of the process because we know Sam Pittman has done that before when it comes to uh, the uh, offensive line coach because Cody Kennedy came in as the tight end coach originally. Brad Davis was a line coach. And then when Brad Davis left, Cody Kennedy just became the offensive line coach because that was the intention for Sam Pittman to have all along. So maybe that was the case for the tight end coach with Loggins. Not totally sure. But again, and this is just a report. Like they're just interested. They're wanting to talk to him. So it's nothing, it's nothing like set in stone, at least at the time of this recording. I have to keep saying that because you know, you never know what could change as soon as I get done. But here's my thoughts on it. If Loggins ended up leaving for Arkansas or leaving Arkansas for South Carolina, I wouldn't be bummed it wouldn't be some sort of devastating oh man i wish he would have stayed or anything like that and, and this is not anything against dow loggins i'm not saying that you know a good riddance type of thing it's not that way it's just at the tight end coach position it's the off the, the tight ends have good they have a good recruiting class coming in but the tight ends really haven't been great overall at arkansas at least in the development i know trey knox got better in that role but there was just no depth there you know, you're the best tight end at Arkansas under Sam Pittman so far and has been like Blake Kern. And I like Blake Kern, but for a school that has had so much history at the tight end position, for them not to have a bona fide all SEC caliber type of tight end is a weird thing to see. And who knows, maybe some of these big time recruits that are coming in for Arkansas, maybe just maybe that would be something that Arkansas can have in spades. Like maybe there's a few of those guys that'll be able to step right in and end up being uh, big time players for Arkansas because they need them. Like they need them. There's no doubt about it. But if you just look at the tight end group that's coming in, you got Shamar Easter from Ashdown, a four star guy, high level guy. He's number one player in the state. You got Luke Haas, who is also out of the state of Oklahoma, bona fide four star there. And then you have uh, Jaden Ham a bona fide four-star uh, at the tight end position. So you got three four-star tight ends coming in. And I think that that is great. So we'll see if if Dowell Loggins ended up leaving Arkansas for South Carolina, what the recruiting would look like there. But my point is, is that I just, I just don't think that it would be some sort of significant loss in the way of, oh, geez, this is bad, whatever. If you lose some of these kids that you're counting on signing, if you lose some of those tight ends, that would be big. You would not want that. But the coaching side of itself... I think that it would be a great opportunity for Dow Loggins to become an offensive coordinator. So that that would be great if he ended up doing that. It'd be a great job and great jump for him. But I think Arkansas would be just okay with whoever they brought in. Sam Pittman, you know, he's already going to have to replace a defensive coordinator, which I know we'll talk about here in just a second. But uh, I I like Sam Pittman in this regard too. We'll see what he does with the defensive coordinator. And we'll you know, have to wait, but. So far, Sam Pittman has proven to me that in this short period of time at Arkansas, when he's had to replace coaches, he either replaced them with coaches that were just as good, if not better. You know, like Brad Davis was a great offensive line coach and Cody Kennedy got in there. And I think Cody Kennedy's done a great job. You know, people are trying to blame him for offensive line woes this past year, which I don't, again, it, offensive line was really good. They had, for crying out loud, they had three 
uh, all SEC players on the offensive line, three of the five guys. So I think that they're just fine in that regard. But he did a good job with that. I think bringing in Michael Schur at the linebacker's position was incredible. That dude has been great at linebackers. He doesn't get talked about enough. But you think about the one position defensively, especially, that has been great for Arkansas all three years Sam Pittman has been here, has been linebackers. And so you need to keep him. He's been great. So he did a great job at hiring him. Uh, Dominic Bowman, I'm still a fan of. I still think that that's a, that's a big get. And uh, hopefully he can continue to develop and get some guys in there too. So my point is, is that every coach that Sam Pittman has had to replace at Arkansas, seems like he ended up replacing them with really good guys. Guys that were just as good, if not better, which is really difficult to do. We'll see what he does with the coordinator because that's a big one. We'll see what he does with that. But if Loggins goes to South Carolina, wish him nothing but the best. Great gig for him. Uh, really happy for him to take that next step and move forward. And uh, who knows? Maybe he'll have a lot of success there and open up opportunities for him to become a head coach somewhere someday. So we'll see how it plays out. It's nothing official at this point in time, but still it's uh, something to be looking at and another coach that Arkansas may have to replace with Sam Pittman. Folks, betonline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From basketball to football to soccer and esports, they got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. They're the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix in. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn so much more at BetOnline, where the game starts. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so final segment here on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Uh, well, the defensive coordinator is still the one that everybody's looking at and wondering how is it going to work out for Arkansas, who are they going to get, who's into the mix, all that fun stuff. And again, I know I give them a lot of credit because, um, you know, I, I like to read. Yeah, okay, let me rephrase that. Uh, I can read and enjoy reading pieces from local media here at Arkansas. So I try to give a lot of love to him because it's there's a lot of this information that I get from them. So I don't want people thinking like, oh man, John, you you going in and have your big J journalism hat on and going in through. No, I I because listen, I let those guys do the work. They're doing a much better job at it than I ever would. So I'll let them do it. Kind of like I think that they kind of let me do my podcast and radio because they think I'm better at it, which they probably don't, but still. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Trey Biddy though, in Hog Sports. They do a great job over there of really putting some things together. And I'm not just doing it because they paid me to say it. In fact, Trey Biddy doesn't even probably know that I talk about him as much on my podcast. But uh, I just do, do want to give him a shout out and the job that they do at Hog Sports because they've done a really good job of doing coaching searches, uh, putting names out there, recruiting, all of those things. So it's where I get a lot of this info and this insider stuff. So if you haven't subscribed to him, it's definitely worth it. I, I would highly recommend going over to hogsports.com and subscribing if you can. But they, 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 Trey did a really good job of putting together a defensive uh, coordinator list or a wish list or maybe some guys that could be connected to Arkansas or ones that they could be looking at. Like Jim Leonard, we talk about him. I would love if they got Jim Leonard. And apparently Arkansas reportedly is very interested in Jim Leonard. Uh, definitely trying to make that happen, make that call, which if they did that, holy balls, that would be insane. I would love it. I think it'd be great. Uh, I know people were saying, well, he's, not how much time has he spent recruiting in the South and in the SEC? How would that work? I guess we'd wait and see. But if it comes to the way that he can really bring a defensive philosophy that's great, 
Uh, I definitely think that people would be all in on that. But there's another other few guys, too, like uh, Glenn Schumann, who's uh, Georgia's co-defensive coordinator. He's 32 years old, which is wild. But we know that Georgia has a great deal with uh, him. Also, Will Muschamp's over there at Georgia. People forget that. But we know how great defense has been over there at Georgia. And uh, that could be something to where there's a connection there, obviously, with the, the situation with Sam Pittman and all of that. So that would be that would be good. That'd be good to get him, especially for recruiting. Ryan Walters, the Illinois defensive coordinator over there under Brett Bielema, who's actually a, a Brawls Award semifinalist. And we know that uh, Illinois had one of the best defenses out there. But, you know, would, would that be something that he'd want to do? He'd be interested in. Someone said Derek Mason as well. Um, you know, he's, he's definitely a big name who knows a lot about the SEC and does a really good job of players playing hard for him and everything. But at Oklahoma State, he did not have a very good defense, especially this past year. They were one of the bottom teams in the Big 12, which is saying something. Uh, Todd Grantham, man, bring him back. Yeah, he's at Alabama right now. Uh, maybe that would be something. Todd Orlando, the uh, defense coordinator at Florida Atlantic, has been thrown out there. Uh, one, though, that I think uh, I think my guy, uh, Connor O'Gara, brought up was an interesting one. That's Trey Scott. He's the Georgia defensive line coach. He He's from Arkansas originally. He's a native of CrossFit. He also played at Arkansas Tech, and he coached a lot of really great athletes, especially on the defensive line there at Georgia. But the question would be, well, what about Deke Adams? And, you know, do you move him out? Or if you hired him, how would that work? I don't really know. There's a lot of different names that are getting thrown around. And some of them are interesting. Some of them are legitimate. Some of them I could see. And other ones I feel like maybe pipe dreams. But the question becomes is, does Sam Pittman need a big name as a defensive coordinator? Does he need somebody that everyone's heard about, everyone knows? And would that be the only way that people could get excited about it or feel good about it? My answer to that is no. No. I don't care about big names when it comes to defensive coordinators, especially. I All I care about is, can you have a great defense? Can you recruit is a big one. Can you recruit? Can you get big-time players to come into the program? Because as we mentioned yesterday, that to me is more important, more much more important than having a great defensive scheme. You can Your defense is only going to be as good as the players that you have, period. End of story. So you got to get somebody that can recruit at a high level and again, I don't care if they're young. I don't care if they're old. I don't care if they've been in the SEC for a long time or they've been in some other conference for a, lot, a little bit of time. Just get somebody in that can recruit at a high level and that can make this defense serviceable and be able to work within the system and under Sam Pittman. That's what I want to see. That's what I'd love to see. So I'm giving, I'm giving Pittman the benefit of the doubt. We'll see how it ends up going. But big names, I don't care. I mean, if you got Jim Leonard, yeah, I'd be stoked. And that's a big name. But if he ended up hiring somebody that maybe I didn't even mention from that list or that nobody's really talking about, I'm not going to sit there and be like, oh, jeez, we suck. This is terrible. No, no. I'm going to give that person a chance. I'm going to see what they can do. See how they can recruit. See the type of defense they can put out on the field. Because Arkansas's defense was really bad this past year. We know that. We understand that. So let's see what he can do. Let's see uh, whoever it ends up being can do. I don't care about big names. I just care about results. Give me results. Give me good recruiting. We do that. Everything's good. Simple, right? Just, just make that happen. Appreciate everybody listening into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors. For any questions, comments, concerns that you may have, we'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody.